hi and welcome back to bird is the word podcast it is me i am back happy fourth of july i hope that everybody's doing great i hope that you guys are enjoying your time off with your family and if you're not off work i'm sorry to hear that but keep in mind that you are making money while we are out here spending it not making it so technically you're winning and we're not and by the time it's time for us to all get together and be with our families it'll probably be nighttime anyways when you're already off because it's really hot so i'm just trying to be positive and uplift everybody (laughs) um yeah so i hope that everybody is doing great today i hope you guys enjoyed the episode yesterday about samson i hope you're you know, just enjoying the stories of the podcast. I really enjoy doing these stories for you. And again, um, all feedback is welcome. And I really do like hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I will never not thank y'all for listening to me because again, who am I? And it's such an honor and such a privilege to have everybody want to hear what I have to say about the Bible. That's awesome. Um, somebody had told me that when I tell the stories, they kind of like picture the story and the actions happening in their head. And that is very, very powerful for me to hear because I love that I'm painting a picture for y'all. What a blessing that is. And I know that God wants nothing more than for everyone to understand his word. So I feel truly honored um, to have that feedback. Um, wow. That's just, that's great. Thank you so much for that. Um, again, make sure to follow me on Instagram. Bird is the word podcast. Um, it's a good way for us all to connect. I get a lot of messages on there and I love that. I love hearing from you guys and, um, being with y'all on social media because let's face it, social media is what it is. It's everything, right? It's the whole world revolves around it. Might as well spread some positivity and talk about God's word, right? Okay, great. So let's get into today's story. This is going to be a second part to Samson. Um, we're going to continue on. This is going to be the second part to Samson's life. Um, and it's a dramatic one. So saddle up because this man's ride is wild. (laughs) All right. So here we are in the book of judges. Again, this is chapter 16, I believe. Um, and it's just chapter 16. So if you want to go back and read this and maybe make your own interpretation, that would be great. You can find this story, this part of Samson's life in chapter 16. So we already kind of heard some of the things that, you know, Samson has gone through. We we learned what kind of person he was. Um, You know, the Bible did a good job at painting a picture of who Samson was. You know, we talked about that and we talked about, you know, the early stages of his life. You know, how he was dedicated to God. Um, You know, he's got a full head of hair because remember in the beginning, you know, the angel of the Lord said that God did not want a razor to touch that baby's head. So I'm imagining this man got dreads. He's probably nappy. I don't know. Your whole life without cutting your hair, baby, what? I mean, that's some long hair. Ew, and was he like super bearded? I didn't mean to say ew. Not that beards are gross, but like your whole life, not a razor? I don't know, you know, but God is miraculous. So maybe he made him look a little bit uh, more presentful. I don't more presenting. I don't know. We don't know. But again, our God is a good God and he knows what he's doing. So, you know, if there was no razor on on Samson's head, we're just going to go with the, you know, God made his genetics slow, meaning his hair wasn't growing as fast as like (laughs) ours does today. You know what I mean? 
different times. There were probably different environmental factors that, you know, affected things like that anyways. Food, diet, who knows? I mean, anyways, let's go on. We're focusing on the wrong thing right now because that's just what I do. I'm an overthinker. (laughs) Okay, so um, Samson goes, we start on chapter 16. He goes to Gaza and he goes to see a prostitute. Here we are again with the prostitutes. Again, we already know what kind of man Samson is. He is a flawed man, much like all of us. So let's not focus on that, right? Let's not focus on his flaws. He went to see a prostitute. We all know why Samson was seeing that prostitute. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> so he goes to spend the night with her. Um, the people of Gaza heard that he was in town. Okay, so at this point, Samson... Um, he has a reputation. We get a sense of the fact that everybody knows who he is. They know that he's violent. They know he's drama. They don't want no pars. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the problems. So the people of Gaza heard that he's there and they're ready to kill him. They're like, look, this man's here. It's our time. We got to get this man. We don't want him in our town. So they waited for him at the city gate. And I'm imagining this is like a big gate that just surrounds the city, right? Very weird. Different times. Um, imagine if like your, our city, like Austin was like gated and nobody could get in. What a blessing that would be. Right. Okay. Let me stop anyway, (laughs) because we got too many people here. Um, so, uh, they were waiting for him at the city gate in the middle of the night. Samson literally goes to the gate, picks it up, goes under it and carries on. And remember he's got this strength from the Lord where he can do these miraculous, crazy things. So he like literally, I'm picturing this big old man just lifting the gate, carrying on, walking through. Um, so again, we get a sense of his reputation. He's not a very liked man. Nobody wants him in his city. I mean, Gaza's like, uh-uh, we got to get together. We got to get him out of here. We do not want this man. And I'm not mad at them for that, rightfully so. This was a very vengeful man, you know? Um. So later on, he falls in love with another woman and her name is Delilah and uh this is a beautiful name I've heard it many times in my life but I didn't know it was in the bible um and he meets her in the valley of Sorek I was about to say Sorek (laughs) Sorek um and so you know he's with this woman the rulers of Philistine they went to her and they tell her to lure him into showing her how he is so powerful and strong so that they can overpower him and tie him up. So they want to use her to get to him. Okay, so here we have, remember in the first part of Samson's story, the same thing happened to him. His first wife literally was bribed to betray him. Um, And here we're seeing the same pattern again. I'm like, Samson, you got poor judgment in women. Why are you picking these women that are just down to betray you, right? Because guess what? Delilah's like, bet gotcha they bribed her with 1100 shekels of silver so they were willing to pay her the other one was more of a threat remember when they were like oh i'm gonna burn your whole family's house down that's a little bit more intense and like i'm not justifying it but i kind of okay ooh, so they're gonna kill my family oh my god you know but here they're bribing her for money so both of them are bad but like i think taking money to betray her husband is like worse um So she's like, bet. And she goes and tells Samson to tell her the secret of his strength. Um, And while she's doing this, the the Philistines, I guess the people that have bribed her to do this, are hidden like on the other side of the home, I believe, of their home, wherever they're at. And they're listening. And so um, he tells her, 
you know, she asks him, like, what's your secret? You know, I'm just picturing them laying down, husband and wife, just chilling. And you're like, babe, why are you so strong? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. So he tells her, if anyone ties me, and this is a quote from the Bible, if anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. And so the Philistines are listening on the other side of the walls, and they bring her the seven fresh bowstrings uh, that had not been dried. And so she ties him up with them. And again, the Philistines are in the other on the other side of the wall listening and waiting. She ties him up with them, and he breaks through the ties. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly how this goes. I'm guessing he's awake when she's doing this because he, you know, I don't know. I'm guessing he's awake and she's like, here, babe, let me try it. You know, I want to see you become weak. You know, I don't, I'm guessing. So we're just going to go with that. So he breaks through those ties and then Delilah gets mad and she's like, you lied to me. How dare you, you know, going off on him. I mean, I'd be mad if Adam told me something that wasn't true too. You know, you lied. But at the end of the day, she's being a liar. So Delilah, you have no room to talk. These women in the Bible, let me tell you. Oh my God. It's like a never ending saga with these women, right? (laughs) And unfortunately, we don't change. 2023 ain't none change, right? Okay, moving on. <laughs> we don't need to focus on that. Um, so then he tells her, if anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So she does that. Same thing. He snaps those ropes off as well. So at this point, I'm like, is Samson playing games with her? Like he's not being truthful with her. Um, and so, you know, she kind of has a reason to be frustrated because she gets angry again. Um, and it's like, he doesn't want to give it up. I don't know if he's playing games with her. I don't know if he knows what she's up to. The Bible doesn't say he does, but you never know. You know, he's been betrayed by a woman before. I don't know. Maybe in his mind, he's like, I don't trust. I already know. Been there, done that. These women ain't nothing. Oh my God. Um, so then he says, if you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with the pin I'll become as weak as any other man so she does that too and he pulls the pin in the loom with the fabric right out um very interesting that he just keeps messing with her so then she becomes really upset I mean at at this point it's like okay you're not being truthful and she's like you don't love me she's crying and nagging and really just manipulating him into telling her uh, because we get a sense of like he kind of gives in because she's like crying she's like you don't love me how could you do this to me why would you lie to me and like to me I'm like baby it's not that serious girl like I don't know that's just me but from his perspective I'm like is he not wondering why she wants to know this I don't know did he know I don't know so he ends up telling her that no razor has ever been used to his head because he's a Nazarite dedicated to God from his mother's womb. And we remember that happening in, you know, part one of Samson's story that I told. Um, so he says if his head were shaved, his strength would leave him. And um, I don't know if this was a vulnerable moment for him. I don't know if he just wanted to give in and maybe he felt bad. Maybe he wanted to trust. I don't know. I don't know why he decided to tell her, but he told her. So um, she goes and tells the Philistines to come back because at this point they had given up on Delilah. They're like, girl, you can't get nothing out your man. We are out. Bye. We'll find another way, you know. So she goes back and she's like, wait, you know, 
I found out how. He told me now, like, I think we got him this time. So horrible to betray a man like this. I just, I, it just could never be me. Um, and so Samson falls asleep in Delilah's hands, which is even more annoying because I feel like, you know, that's her man. She's probably rubbing his head. You know, they were having a good conversation. And then, you know, vulnerably falls asleep in his his woman's hands, in his woman's lap. And that, that makes me kind of sad. So while he's asleep, um... She has somebody shave his head. One of the Philistines comes through. She lets him in and they shave his head. And the Lord's strength had left him at that moment. Because that was his mother's covenant with the Lord in the beginning of his story. Um, you know, and that was bound to the promise of his strength and the promise of her commitment to God. And, you know, his strength was gone. This sounds like a very, like, this is one of those stories where it's kind of like, it gives you like a very unreal aspect to God you know what I mean because it seems almost magical and I hate to use that word because none of God's power is magic but from our perspective you're like this sounds funny you know what I mean this doesn't sound real because they shaved this man's head why would God do that you know what I mean but this is where one of those stories in the Bible where our faith in God and God's strength in all of these people has to overcome society's you know influence on the way we think today you know what I mean and um a story like this could very much be put into like a childlike perspective and kind of make you question you know but again everyone in the bible was questioning god so it's human nature and if that's how you're feeling about this don't feel bad because obviously i brought it up for a reason because that's how i felt about it um so the philistines end up seizing him because he becomes weak and normal just like us you know sorry weak and normal are we weak and normal yeah we are sorry right (laughs) that was a horrible terminology Okay, so they seize him and they gouged his eyes out and sent him to prison. That is very violent. It's very brutal. And I find it hard to believe that a man would survive something of that nature. You know what I mean? In today's time, if you gouge somebody's eyes out, I highly doubt they're just going to be able to survive in prison. But again, we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about a man that was dedicated to God. And we're talking about a man that's walking with the Lord. Anything is possible with God. Another thing we have to remember when hearing stories like this. A lot of times in our lives, there are things that happen that are unbelievable. And it's not coincidental. And we have to remember that when reading stories like this. I have had things in my life happen that are miraculous And it's unbelievable and there's no other explanation than God. And this is one of those stories. So he's in prison. They got him. So all of the, you know, everyone in Philistine at this point is in very high spirits. They're excited. They're like, you know, they have this party at the temple and they're all gathered. I mean, everyone, every single Philistine person is there, all of the leaders. And so they're at this temple celebrating that they finally got this man. They finally got Samson. And so they're like, one of the leaders like, bring him out. Let's have him entertain us like some clown. You know what I mean? So they're going to use him for their entertainment because, again, he was a very violent man. Um... So it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to see both sides because he did the Philistines so wrong in his first story. I mean, he was running around hurting them, killing them, being violent. And, you know, he was using and abusing the strength that God blessed him with. Um, So, you know, they were all at this temple um, and they were praising their God Dagon um, for seizing Samson. Now, um, this is the first time that I heard the name of another God being worshipped in the Bible. 
this is a very common thing in our world today. People believe in different gods. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't make them bad people. It's just not our God. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, they're there praising their God. And again, we have to remember, I didn't talk much about um, Moses' Ten Commandments. But in one of the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, God says, you shall not put any, you know, idols before me. I am the only God. And so we have to remember that, um, you know, again, I'm not saying that people that believe in different gods are bad people, um, but there is only one God. And so we, you know, just let's keep that in mind. Um, and so they bring Samson out for their entertainment. I don't know if they was going to make him dance. I don't know. This man's blind. He doesn't have eyeballs. This is horrible. This sounds terrible. And here we are again, you know, two rights don't make a wrong. It's just, it's a, it's a disaster. This is a very violent, awful thing. Um, and so he stands among them blind and he prays to God one last time. And he's like, God, give me the strength to get revenge on the Philistines for making me blind. So this man is praying that God would give him strength for revenge. And I'm thinking to myself, um, I don't know that God's a revengeful God. However, this situation, we have a population of people who have, first of all, wronged the Israelites. Because remember, they beefing with the Israelites right now. Um, and they have been for a while. Aside from that, they worship a different God. Um, so I don't think the Philistines were, you know, favorable in the eyes of God. Because they were not his people. They um were of a different God. They were of a different population. So, you know, these people may be from the enemy. I really don't know. Who am I to say? You know what I mean? I'm just going by a 31-year-old woman's thoughts, and that's really what this podcast is. <laughs> um, and so he leans on the pillar, on a pillar of the temple that he was standing at. And so he, with both of his hands, he pushes this pillar with all of his might. I mean... Let's put ourselves in Samson's position. He is now at the vulnerable hands of the Philistines. He's done for. He's blind. He can't see. I would imagine he suffered tremendously in prison. And um, he's asking God for one last thing because he's so hurt and, you know, so tormented. So he leans on these pillars and pushes with all his might and the temple completely falls down and kills everyone in the temple, including himself. Everyone's gone. And this is the moment that Samson defeats the Philistines after he led the Israelites for 20 years. This is a very, very different way that the Lord had victory for the Israelites. Um, and he used Samson to do it. And I don't, we will never know if God intended for Samson's story to end as violently as it did. But we do know that God intended for the Israelites to benefit from Samson's existence. Samson went the route that he went by choice, you know, and the Lord stayed with him. The Lord remained faithful. Um, but a lot of the things that Samson did in his lifetime were not of God. Um, and so, you know, we see the betrayal from his wife's it was horrible, you know, and a lot of things happened to him that caused him to be so, you know, short-tempered, so angry and so violent. Um, but this betrayal and this anger still got him to where he needed to be. You know, the Lord gave him strength this one last time to overcome the Philistines for the Israelites. And, you know, it was his purpose. It was what God wanted, brought him to this earth to do. Uh, 
And although he was troubled, he did trust in the Lord and he cried out for God one last time. You know, and we don't know if, if he ever asked God for forgiveness. We can only hope he did. I would assume he did. He had a relationship with God. Um, and so the Lord was within him and the Lord protected him. And even though he did wrong, God was like, I brought you here for a purpose and I want you to fulfill that purpose. And I would like to think that when we were all in our mother's wombs, that God knew what we were going to do, that God has had an end goal for us. And we haven't made it there yet. Maybe you have. I don't know. Um, but it's kind of like I find that that's the message in Samson's story is, you know, we go our different routes and sometimes we don't make decisions of the Lord. I know I haven't my entire life. I know that I think back on my life sometimes and I wonder how I'm still alive. I really do. And um, I wonder how I got through a lot of things that I went through without seeking God. Um, and it, the only explanation for it is that God is not done with me, you know? And and maybe maybe this is what he wanted for me. Maybe this podcast is going to be the end goal. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. I really don't know. Maybe one day I'm going to want to sing again and I am going to be singing at church. I don't know. But I live in peace knowing that God is not done with me and that, yeah, I should have died so many times in my life. And I know that you guys can relate. We've all had those moments where like, oh my God, how did I not die? You know, and it's just like Samson, like he went through all of these things. He was this really toxic person, but God was not done with him. God still used him. And then it takes me back to the story of Joshua with his, with the prostitute, um, you know, with that helped the spies. And it's like, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done. The Lord loves everyone. Um, the Lord loves you. And all you've got to do is find him. All you got to do is seek him. And it's easier said than done. Um, it really is. And, you know, Adam, my husband, said something to me the other day. And he was just like, you know, I kind of feel bad. Sometimes I only pray when I need him. Um, you know, so why would he listen to me? In this story, we only see Samson praying to God when he needs him. And so... Maybe these were the only times that he seeked God, but it doesn't matter because he knew God and he knew that God was in control. So at the end of the day, when you know that and you acknowledge him, that is what he put us on this earth for, to acknowledge him, to praise him, to, um, you know, what's the word? To acknowledge him, to acknowledge his power. And Samson did that. And so that makes me, that reminds me of what my husband said, like, well, I feel bad. You know, I, I'm only, I only come to God when I need him that's okay. We're human. We all do that. I've done that my entire life. I would find myself in like a trial and then I'd start praying and then there I go being a sinner again. I'm on Sixth Street drinking. I'm doing all these things. And then I come back to him and it's like, it's terrible. It sounds terrible. And you know, if you, if you have a good heart and you know, you feel bad, you know what I mean? And even if you don't feel bad, that doesn't mean you don't have a good heart. You know, some, some of us just continue moving on, but um, it, the God is always waiting for us and he was waiting for Samson and he was there. And every time that Samson cried out to him, he answered him. So we have to remember Samson's story when we're crying out to God and, um, when things happen to us and when we're acting in a way that the Lord wouldn't approve of, we have to live in peace knowing that we can repent on our sins and he's going to be there no matter what he always will and he never will leave us and I have to remind myself that sometimes too because sometimes I get very discouraged 
and I feel doubtful about myself like I've said you know in a few episodes um, before this one Um, it's hard but we're only human you know and God made us perfect the way we are and humanity has certainly evolved it started with Adam and Eve you remember what we talked about them they started the whole trend of rebellion right (laughs) Eve that woman man Delilah girl I mean you know these women in the Bible were just nuts and I mean hey we're nuts today right but who run the world girls period bye (laughs) um anyways so yeah that's that's the message from Samson's story I think it's a good story it's kind of dark but at the same time it's beautiful because there is darkness in all of us in all of our lives we all experience it nobody's perfect and so i think this story is just a really good testimony of that um so i really hope that you received a good message from samson's story um there is light in every form of darkness you just got to find it um and while samson died a very dramatic and awful death um he freed the israelites and um you know he did a good thing You know, his life served a godly purpose, whether the Philistines and, you know, the people of Gaza believe that or not. Um, So you just, you never know. You never know who's walking with the Lord. Um, But yeah, I just, I I like that story. Um, What are your thoughts on it? Let me know in, on, you know, Instagram, send me a message. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about Mr. Sampson. But yeah, I hope that you guys have a great 4th of July. Thank you so much for listening. Um, This is another long episode, so I'm sorry. But hey, some of y'all like them long. Um, So yeah, you guys have a great blessed day. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Bye.